0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Comedy Keys. We are sitting down today with Steve Gilbane, who is a longtime music director at Improv Boston. Hey, Steve. Hey, Scott. Great to have you on the show. Great to be here. I'm very psyched about this.
1: Uh, and so what are we going to talk about today? Well, today what I thought I'd uh, talk about was how to start into doing song prob, how improvising chords behind an improviser's uh, singing. Cool. Okay. Uh, So why don't we start, like, why don't
0: you tell me a bit about your background? I know you've been at this for a long, long time.
1: Uh, I have, yeah. I've been at uh, Improv Boston uh, really before they were in the old space. They uh, were, I saw them at a pizza joint, and I thought it was really cool, and I got to talking with that cast at the time. They were a very musical cast. Uh, Adam Felber was in it, Nancy Walker, um, and a number of others. And they wanted to create a improvised musical, and they were looking for a music guy. So, and I was, I, I, I just was looking for something fun to do, and uh, it sounded cool. And uh, what's your music background? My music background is, I you know. Was in various bands when I was in high school. Uh, I took some classical lessons. I took some jazz lessons in college. And then later, I went to Berkeley for three semesters at film scoring. And uh, I've done a fair amount of amateur film scoring. Oh, cool. I did not know that. That's awesome. And, and I think uh, playing a show like Improv Boston is great film scoring uh, experience and practice, actually. Um, but that's not what we're going to be talking about today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was, uh, I think, that was Steve Sorrow's uh, topic. Yeah, yeah. Steve Underscore. was talking
0: about how uh, he actually liked the idea of basically writing the film score live. it? yeah. Yep. That's said.
1: it's it's fun.
0: Uh, cool. Um, yeah. So I'll turn it over to you, and why don't you uh, take it away? This is. I'd like to note that this is my
1: first guest who has come with a fully prepared outline, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, it's uh, just notes. I mean, I I, I actually was. Thinking a lot about this, um, what is it that makes a good music director be an effective accompanist for, for a, an improvising singer? Um, so I think our job is basically to, to give the improviser a safe place to play. So a clear sense of a key, you know, C major, C minor, um and a groove that gives them a sense of um, a clear rhythm where they can hear the downbeats. Um, and as well, you know, a groove also, of course, communicates an emotion. Um, that communicates a very different emotion from from that, right? Yeah. So I think you, what you want to do is have of a library of go-to grooves and kind of starter chord progressions and then that may go in all different kinds of ways you may play the thing that you've always played you may start with the thing that you always played and then go somewhere new because you're bored or because the singer is going somewhere different you know um but i think Uh, When I first started at Improv Boston, the um, director had a roommate uh, named Tom Megan. He's still in the area. And he sat down with me and he basically did what I wanted to do tonight, which was just kind of show a bunch of different music styles and different approaches to different songs. So um, what else? The, The other thing I think a music director should do to help the improviser is to outline the form give them a clear sense of endings of sections Um, So for example uh, to cadence to uh, if you're in the key of C um, and you're going all over the place and then you've come to the end of that section um, To cadence to the 5 7 chord that will lead to you back to the beginning you know um that's pretty important um
0: i will say as an improviser whenever i'm on stage and i just get lost i just kind of stand there and just really hope that the md is going to give me a five at some point (laughs) (laughs) it's like okay that's what a five
1: is a very powerful thing yes um sometimes uh there's some other tricks that i do for example if we're doing a last line tagline which is a four line uh verse format where the title of the song is in the last line. When I get to the last uh, the last line, I'll actually stop playing. And so the singer can sing that line. That has the effect of not only letting the singer know, yep, this is where I expect that line to come. It also tells the audience, this is an important line. Listen to the singer.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think another important thing that an MD can do to communicate the structure is to make sure that the the chord progressions in the different types of sections, the verse versus the bridge versus the chorus, are are really different. Okay. Um, So, for example, um, you a common trick, if you're in the key of C major uh, in your verse, if you go to the bridge, Going to uh, the six uh, minor, the, the A minor. All of a sudden, we're in the key, the, the temporary key of A minor, right? The, the, the a minor to the E seven. So it it feels very different, um, as opposed to just playing the same chords through the bridge. Yeah. Right. It, it it I I it helps me, but I I, I imagine that the uh, the the singer can really. Get a sense of oh now we're in a new section and so now I'm you know have a sense of where. So
0: actually, so the bridge I think makes a lot of sense right because that's your lyrical your uh, sort of uh, philosophical departure from the song. Uh, How do you differentiate a chorus from a verse? Sure. A verse chorus. Uh, Again, I think
1: I think it helps to to go somewhere different. Um, I'll often again if I'm in uh, C major chord in the. In the verse, go to the four chord. mate. Um, I would also play the chorus uh, as I just did a little harder. It's a higher energy yep. thing. Uh, maybe uh, the s- sustaining the the you know the chords a little bit more. It's it's just a bigger sound. Um, you also did a little walk up there, I think, into that. I did do a walk up, yes. Our choruses uh, in improv tend to be like everything else in improv songprov, uh, four lines, right? Yeah. That's one of the simplifications we do in song song composition theory to make it the set of rules easier for the MD and the improviser to, to work together. Um, so you want the chorus to be higher energy, um, distinctive from the verse And, uh, you know, you want it to to stand out and and support what the verse, what the chorus is saying. Uh, Another thing I do to help lead into the chorus, uh, in addition to the walk up there. That, the glissando communicates very clearly, even if you're lost in the middle of the song, (laughs) right? Which, of course, happens all the time. Uh, a chorus is a great thing to establish early in the song because it's, it's like an anchor. You can always come back to it, you know. Um, if you're not clear where this song is going, if the MD is not clear where the singer is going or it's obvious that the singer doesn't know where they're going, a great way to kind of pull them back in is to do a gliss and then come back to the chorus. Yeah. The, uh, oh, and the last thing is the, uh, uh, that an MD needs to do is to help the singer or singers end the song. Yeah, And there's <laughs> there's a number of different tricks for that, um, but the easiest way is, is just a uh, retard, just uh, retard to, to slow down. And just by slowing down, that communicates to the singer that, yep, we're done here. You <laughs> know. Um, in a verse chorus song, uh, the option that's the sort of the most cliche is if your chorus is in C is to go to the flat 6 and modulate up half step and then repeat the chorus in the new in that new key and then end it you know that's yeah. a very clear signal
0: cool yeah i do think that's one of the things that i notice about your playing versus other md's is you use a lot of those sort of tropes to signal uh you know, where we are in the song, which as a singer is super helpful.
1: Yeah, I, I feel like the MD is there to, um, is to help the improvisers succeed, you know, in their, in their very difficult task of making up a song while in character and keeping the beat and keeping the song and rhyming, you know, and all the things that song prov is so challenging. The other thing I kind of wanted to mention um, is I think the MD... Um, Needs to be able to figure out from the singer in the very first line of the song how long the line length is. Ah, uh, yep. <laughs> uh, that's that's something I've seen beginning M.D.s have trouble with. Uh, they will come at the keyboard and they'll start with a, a, a chord progression that's in their mind, and they're just gonna go like they're gonna play whatever, no matter what happens. And I think. What you really wanna do is listen to the first line or two to see where the improviser is hearing the end of the line. Um, And often what will happen is you'll have to adjust your your chord progressions. Um, So I'll give an example here. Um, So my first uh, library example is this. Which are the chords to The Cat Came Back. Yeah, one of my favorite progression. <laughs> um, so, Scott, if you were the audience member and you gave me a song title, what might that be?
0: Great. Uh, your song title is
1: No More Dirty Laundry. Uh, okay, so let's see. None of my clothes are clean. Starting to smell really mean. I'm gonna think of a word that rhymes with laundry. No more dirty laundry. So that's the end of yes. the first verse. Yeah, but my first line was, um, all uh, none of my clothes are clean. Yeah. If I had sung that, the same words of my clothes are clean. So now the, just because I, the last word ran into the The third measure, suddenly the line length, musically I have to double that, right? So now the line length of the verse is twice as long. The line, so the verses are, all three of the verses are going to be twice as long. And the bridge probably will be the same length. So... The line length issue is is affects your chords because. So now I'm only halfway through the verse. Yeah. So I could keep playing those same chords, but really it feels like it should right. go somewhere so should go, different. Right. Yeah. Yep. Right? Yep. It's a um, feel um, like Bum, bum, dirty laundry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, so that's how um, that affects the way that a music director would structure the the harmony um, by listening to where the singer is going, and uh, that definitely takes some practice. Yeah, it, you know? yeah. Um, that's the cat came back groove. Um, you can imagine doing. This, this is in a minor key. You can imagine doing a similar thing in a major key. Um, that That's similar to my second uh, groove that I had written up here, which was uh, the wash that man right out of my hair yeah. uh, groove, which is very Broadway. Again, it's very, uh, very diatonic. Yep. There's there's no other key. It's all white keys in the key of C. Uh, very Broadway-ish.
0: And so that you're just going up C major, right? Yeah, C major,
1: D minor seven, E minor seven, F six, maybe G seven or G nine or F over G. Yeah. And all these are kind of places to start, really. Yeah. Um, I don't... Uh, that's what I imagine the lib- your your internal library is. It's like, here are a bunch of starting grooves, um, and we'll kind of take it from there. <laughs> um, let me give you a couple more. Okay. Um, I like the, uh, the opening of Feeling Alright. <laughs> that's just... One and four, uh, a C7 and an F7, yep. back and forth. I'm playing these all in the key of C, by the way, to normalize the yeah. your <laughs> library for you. <laughs> um, here's another one that's more pop oriented. Um, this is sort of the Sesame Street. A great uh, opening groove for an opening number, or even for the closing number, with a happy, you know, kind of feeling.
0: Yep, and that was a uh, one four, and then
1: yeah, so one four with you basically have the C pedal, right? Yep. So uh, one four with the A in the top, one seven with the B flat in the top, and then... back down to the four. A lot of these I take, as I've been saying, from actual songs. Right. right. So you take the first couple of chords from an actual song. So, so this is sort of based on New York, New York. Yeah. You know, um, this thing, this where my thumb is going down from uh, again in the key of C, B, A, A flat, G, A flat. A uh, B flat Um, that's called a line cliche so it's that's Berkeley's term for it there's other terms for it Um, but this thing where the there's this line that's running through the harmony um, and it's usually between the five and the and the top root so um, it's another broad way feel the earth move is, is a nice gospel rock thing. That voicing is uh, um, sharp 9 used to call that the Jimmy Hendrix chord. <laughs> that
0: was uh, Carol King, right?
1: That was. There's a great, really standard. So this is uh, this is the duop style. Yep. And again, very diatonic. It's very safe for the singer. Yep. Uh, not just for the key, but also the style is is very conducive. A lot, you know, a lot of people uh, really can sort of dig into that style. You know. Um, this. Uh, six four five um, it, And it, you, uh, I cadence it with one, four minor six. Um, uh, that's, that's a yeah, crap, please there right there. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to mention the um, so the axe the awesome thing you had in your first uh, podcast. Oh, yeah. One, five, six, two, four, um, I wanted to point out that Mark Hirsch came up with the Sensitive Female Chord Progression, which yeah. is a, uh, the, a different arrangement, a, a different sequence of the same chords. So that one starts on the six, goes to the four, the one and the five. Um, I remember reading about these these chords um, that they they give this sense of a sort of a constant forward motion without coming to an end, right? So, so uh, and that actually is the reason that you have to if you're going to use that. I tried using that the other day in a family show, and and yeah. I realized that. The problem is it has this constant thing. The, the, um, the, the rule that I was talking about, illustrating form, is you have to break out of that. To, right, you got to break it at some point to, to, cadence to structure. And, right, to, to, to support the structure. So, so um, for example, the, um, the example of Let It Be, which yeah. uses the axis of awesome chords. Sit right and now you're back, and that you're kind of at rest, and then you start over again. I'll mention a couple of other ones. So I have some some simple chord progression uh, style So, for example, if you got if you had to play something as a polka, yep. All you really need is the one and the five, right? Yep. Right, and that's. Kind of all they do <laughs> harmonically, right? You know. um, similar for um, salsa. <laughs> um, you can, the montunos, which are the right hand part, though, yeah. um, can be very complicated, but harmonically, basically. Um, many of them are just 1-5 you know so was that a minor 1 to a one? minor 1-5 okay. yeah so yeah that's poke and salsa okay uh, if you add the 1-5 you just add the 4 um, this is a great way to do folk effective if you do it on a folk guitar but you can certainly do it on a piano um you can uh add some embellishments and turn that into country um
0: that's also a classic uh Summer Lovin', right? Yeah, um, yeah, right, right. And Louis Louie, and right, uh, right,
1: and all, and um, Dirty Water.
0: Yep, yep. Um, <clears throat> That's so. Yeah, the one four five is a big one. You can also you can also take that a little bit uh, reggae ish too. Okay. A major reggae, right?
1: Yeah, I I would uh, uh, reggae harmonically is definitely very straightforward. Um, the challenge with the reggae is really the rhythm and what the bass is doing. Right, uh, right. the bass is never on one, which is crazy. Right, it's uh, one, so uh, it's it's just very off center. It's it's uh, <laughs> it's it's very fun, but it takes some getting used to. The other one I would say maybe would be uh, gospel. Um, Explain, explain what that one is because it looked a little more complicated okay uh, so that was one and so this thing where you go that's called a plagalic where you go one four one um, and it really comes from the church um, so what I just did was I went from the C to the E7 Which is a 5, 7 of 6. Yeah, what that means. Yep. Went to the 6. And then I'm just, in this case, I was following the the bass line down to a diminished, uh, A flat diminished, to a C with G in the bass, uh, to an F minor half, uh, F sharp uh, flat half diminished. And then this is an F major seven over a G with a G in the bass. So it has—it's what it really is—is is a, a G uh, sus nine, I think. So Thirteen, you have the nine, you have the sus 13, seven. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that's sort of a gospel thing. So those are all um, those those are all really helpful.
0: Sure. Uh, I don't know if we got through all the, all the styles on your
1: list there. Uh, the only one I haven't done yet is is a waltz. Um, yeah, you you want to sing a waltz? Um, sing a waltz about uh, spring. That's something about spring that's on its way, you know, uh, with the latest climate change <laughs> effects. Maybe it's sooner than later. Right? Sure.
0: have no fear, my friends, the spring is
1: near. Great. That was a lovely uh, last line tagline. Um, the chord changes there were very simple. It was I was in the key of E just for a change of pace. So I went from uh, E to the 5-7 five, seven, back to the E. Um, I think I went to the four chord, <laughs> maybe the four minor, uh, and then back to the one, and then the five, seven, and the one, and that's, yeah. uh, you know, that's pretty straightforward. Uh, the waltz is, is uh, a really nice sort of palate cleanser. Um, yeah, because you
0: don't. I imagine you don't get a lot of stuff outside of four four usually.
1: Right, right, exactly. And and that tends to be, personally speaking, my four uh, four is my go to. Most pop tunes are in that. Right. Um. So a waltz kind of mixes it up. Um. It also subtly encourages the improviser to move a little bit more, dance a little yep, bit more, which yep. is always fun and always uh a a. Uh, crowd
0: pleaser as well i feel like we should have we should take suggestions from our listeners yes <laughs> i know
1: right like do we have where's our uh listener board yeah hey if you have suggestions for uh
0: things you want to learn on this podcast you can tweet at us at comedy keys or find us on facebook facebook.com slash comedy keys or comedy keys at uh you could also try contact at comedykeys.com or just go to comedykeys.com and click the email button because then i'll be sure that it's the right email address
1: nice one thing we haven't really talked about is the bridge. So yeah. we tend to do two types of songs, right? We do a verse chorus type of song and a, an AABA t- uh, format song, where the usually where the last line tagline is the title. Um, in both of those, you can have the bridge, and the bridge is uh, the contrasting section of the song, Lyrically, you want to come at the topic of the song from some sort of different approach. Often another character may sing yep. the bridge in an improvised scene. Um, and the MD should be also contrasting. Um, as I mentioned before, changing the key, even temporarily if you're in the one, going the six... Also going to the four as the standard is another standard place to go in the bridge. Um, Other ways to contrast from what you've been playing is to go from go to a different touch, so staccato, for example. uh, Sometimes I go to a completely different register. Yeah. Uh, I've also I can also change the actual tempo. So if we're And if it's another character that's singing how sad they are, uh, that's very effective, again, to contrast from what we've been hearing. The challenge for the MD is then to convincingly get back to the groove, right? So if I'm here and I need to get back to the C... Key area uh, and with a and at a faster tempo. Now I'm back to the C, um, but that's part of your job, right? Is to connect those sections in a in a way that that sounds believable, convincing, and musically makes sense.
0: Right, and that's that's actually something that I've totally struggled with there. So you did was that a just a kind of a four to a
1: five to the one? Was that? Uh, I did a, uh, a D seven. Oh. Ah, okay. Which is a 5 of 5, five, to five right? Yeah. To the 5 chord. And, then, yeah. and notice, right, the D7, uh, so I was coming from this sort of E minor area, yeah. and the D7 really has nothing to do with either of those. It's just <laughs> a way of getting me to the C eventually. Nice. You know.
0: Great. So I have a couple of different things uh, Thoughts that I wanted to run through. Um, yeah, sure. One fun thing that uh, I love to see and we always need more of in shows is the kick line. Oh, yeah, so yeah. How, would you, how do you cue
1: that one? Um, you <laughs> <laughs> wow. I had not... Yeah, sure, that should totally have been in my preparation. Um, and this is
0: only because you did this in a rehearsal recently, if I recall correctly. Yeah, yeah
1: probably did. It, I, um, it's often before a modulation yep so if I'm let's say I'm, I'm gonna say I'm in B so I can modulate <laughs> to C I mean I think you almost have to imagine yourself kicking. Yeah. Uh, The MD, imagine yourself, okay, Okay, how fast would I want to be doing this, right? And so, um, So, to summarize what I just did, (laughs) is I would slow down from whatever tempo I was starting from, uh, modulate, uh, do a big glissando, and then arrive at that tempo that's the tempo that would be appropriate for kicking on stage. <laughs> nice.
0: Cool. Well, uh,
1: I have
0: no other questions. And I minute. have
1: no other notes. Uh, cool. I, I would just say that uh, improvising behind singers, behind improvisers who are funny is a, has been a fantastic experience for me it solved the problem that, you know, my li- when I would go to write songs, lyrics are really hard. Writing a good lyric uh, is really hard. And here we have all these funny lyricists that are wandering <laughs> around the theater. Yeah. And I get to, you know, create songs with, we MDs get to create songs uh, with all these really clever, funny people. And, and there's some amazing stuff that comes out of that theater. It's, it's really fun cool well thanks for coming on thanks for having me scott it's been really fun yeah this is
0: great and thanks everyone listening for tuning in to another episode of comedy keys